What's going on, guys? Energy 360 Network by Intercom. Excited to be bringing you this interview that we had with Enverness. Before I do that, I need to do a little clerical work. First, if you're not subscribed to the 360 Digital Closing Bell on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, please do that right now. It's the best way to stay up to date on all of your energy finance information. We go live on YouTube every single day at 2 o'clock. You can see that at Intercom's YouTube. You can also check out the podcast, which is long form. We drop every episode Monday and Friday. You can also check out the Energy 360 Network by Intercom, which is available at the world's greatest website, www.oilandgas360.com. The Energy 360 Network is really your best place for all of your energy thought leadership. We have great interviews that we've had with so many great people, and we have another one lined up for you today. And in this interview, me and Stuart Terrell, who's the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, www.oilandgas360, we sat down with Chris Dinkler, who's the vice president of or general manager of business automation for Enverness. And really, we talked about one of their newest products, which is called Open Insights, which attaches to Open Invoice and really talks about how much savings they're doing. They they scanned over 50,000 documents in terms of uh, electronic invoices to determine exactly where some of the cost savings are. It was such a great interview, and I think it's such a cool product that I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Stu and kick this off. Uh, we're here to talk about Enverus and the new uh, product that you guys have in coming out and uh, it, it open insights platform. It's pretty amazing. Um, Chris, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the open insights and what's going on with that? Yeah, we're super excited and we appreciate you uh, having us on the show. So um, open insights actually is part of the business automation uh, business unit. And that actually started with our acquisition of Oildex back in September of 2018. And so we made that acquisition and Oildex had a, a series of solutions to do electronic invoice automation. And since then we've acquired Cortex and some other um, bolt-on acquisitions from that. But if you imagine 400 operators using our system to um, route and approve electronic invoices, but over 50,000 suppliers submitting invoices electronically that's a lot of data flowing into that network. And so on the, the day one of that acquisition, um, Oventive, now in Canada, or formerly in Canada, mm -hmm. uh, came up to us and said, hey, we have really been trying to crack the code on understanding our spend. We can't do it. We've tried to use several contractors. Um, we've failed. And Drilling Info at the time, prior, that's what we were known prior to Inveris, um, we've always been known to have great analytics, artificial intelligence, machine learning. And they approached us and said, could you actually uh, point some of that expertise to try to solve this problem? And several other companies, that was the number one request. It came up and said, we have all of this data. We can't, we don't even know what we're spending with whom, where, by basin for different categories or attributes. And so that's how, the, that's how the, it got started. And uh, we're super excited with the res early results that we're seeing. Oh, I, I also find it kind of interesting the way your title on your press release was. And your title on your press release is, we can save a lot of money and a lot of jobs on the CapEx. And, and I thought that was kind of, kind of a really cool way because there's usually a stigmatism about, yeah. uh, wait a minute, we're going to have uh, automation, it's going to cost jobs. Tell us your thought, Chris, on putting it out there like it. Cause I, we got to protect our brethren in the oil and gas field. Yeah. I love the way that that was phrased. Tell us. Yeah. Your well, we thanks. I mean, we we're excited about it because you know, um, EMP companies will actually go through a typical playbook through a downturn, right? They're going to see what we um, reduce CapEx spend. 
um, go through a series of likely reductions, um, look at renegotiating um, supplier contracts, supplier uh, rationalization, and then look at how they can apply technology to create efficiency. But if you can accelerate that technology um, in, in ways that they couldn't before, you might be able to um, impact either maybe not decreasing the CapEx spend as much, or um, you might not reduce as many employees. And so, you know, a real quick example of that was um, we're using real company data and being able to show um, some specific results. And one example in meeting with a company, we showed them what their spend was on nine and five inch uh, casing. Um, and that's really one of the benefits. We can actually go meet with a current customer and there's really not a lot of setup. It's immediately using their data. And they quickly were saying, man, why for, for uh, specific vendors in, a, in the same region, there is a massive discrepancy on what they're spending. And the natural question is why? They, they can't answer that question today. The way they're trying to do that today is through a series of GL codes and accounting-based methods that can't give them the specificity that they're looking for. And you know, if we can save them millions of dollars, um, that equates to real jobs. It is. Uh, and working with um, uh, cell tower companies, I, I put in a lot of radios on cell towers. And it was a nightmare on logistics on parts. I mean, having my crews going around, I could not stand the term hot shot. That drove me nuts. And then the accounting departments had no clue what was going on. Right. So when you take a look at an oil company and, and the accounting department does not know what a wrench is or a solar panel or anything else. They, they just see this as different parts, same part, yep. different numbers. That's exactly so, right. And, and if how you, do you handle that, Chris? Yeah, that, that was actually where the problem started is, you know, we have one company that we looked at and actually using that casing example, um, their team tried to look at their GL codes and it took almost five weeks to pull that data together, um, admitted that it was probably wrong and not accurate. And the reason why is the geo codes are not very descriptive. And so, you know, and if you, if you go look at that example, it won't just say casing, it'll say something else other than that in about, you know, very, a lot of different variations. And then the attributes of that, it's amazing when you think of the volume of invoices coming in and um, with 50,000 suppliers, everybody would, re, would, would describe nine and five inch, nine and five eighths inch differently. Um, some will um, spell it out. Some will. I mean, it's just the variations of that you would be surprised at. And so, and different parts have a lot of different attributes that are um, a lot more complex. And so what we're able to do is we put um, a lot of analysts and machine learning on it to standardize that to where if you want to select casing nine and five in nine and five eights, it immediately pulls it up or a fitting uh, three by uh, a half inch by three inch it's gonna immediately pull it up, um, carbon steel, whatever it might be, it immediately goes through all the noise in that data. So we were able to do in 30 seconds what it took uh, an entire team trying to comb through GL account codes weeks to do. We did that in 30 seconds. It can immediately show them the variations of what they're spending um, by base and by supplier. Amount of profit, the amount of profit you just described to the bottom line is almost in, infinite. I mean, because I, right now I'm thinking, where were you years ago when I was going through this? Because I, 
I lost money on change orders. If I didn't have my accurate change orders, it was money that was just gone. This is exactly what you're describing, Chris. Well, and you, you brought up something around supply chain logistics and imagine going through um, a facility, you know, you're, you're, you've got a facility operation or you've got a major CapEx project going on, or it could just be, you know, a request for quote going out. Um, the team, whether it be a category manager or all the way out into the field, rarely has a really good idea of what's being spent with what vendors without manually pulling contracts and term sheets and pricing sheets. We can actually go show them within seconds what they're spending with various suppliers for a very particular part or service. Um, it might be coil tubing or it might be a roustabout and able to give them a really good understanding of what's happening so they understand, well, why is this variance here to here? In one case, we found $1.2 million within just a few minutes of looking at the data just on the various spend on a particular part within the same region with various suppliers. There shouldn't be that large a variance in that. But the problem is, is it just isn't being seen and there's no transparency. This is providing transparency to them. Uh, Michael, you had a question on, I think you were coming out with. Yeah, no, I, I mean, this is this, I think this platform first off is, is incredible. And I think that the, the way you're able to take these automated tickets and clearly the evolution from paper tickets to automated tickets has sort of allowed this problem to happen. What do you, do you have any solutions for, 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 for parts of the value chain or supply chain that are still using paper tickets? I know that's still somewhat of a big yeah. issue in the oil field. How do you guys manage, you know, if there's still some paper tickets flying around in the supply chain? Yeah, that's a great question. So we have a solution. Um, the core platform that we use for what we're talking about is open invoice and that's the electronic invoicing automation solution open insights works with, but we also have a solution called open ticket where it allows the digitate, uh, the, um, digitizing, sorry, uh, paper tickets into electronic tickets out in the field. And so we're probably, we're the largest provider of that right now. And part of the reason is our supplier network that already existed. There's other um, field ticketing applications. And, and the problem is they struggle getting suppliers onboarded. And we have over 4,000 suppliers now already on board using electronic field tickets. And so being able to get that to flow, uh, flow in seamlessly into our system is really helping the entire supply chain and especially the suppliers, they actually get paid faster with electronic field tickets versus a paper ticket. And so the approval time gets cut down, they get paid faster, their DSO is reduced, and, and typically the suppliers are much happier. Plus that's giving you a much more robust set of data on which to run some of these analytics on. Yeah, no, that's super fascinating. The, 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 I, I used to work at a uh, energy tech startup who was trying to get in the invoicing space, and that's the exact problem they came across. Nobody wanted to use the platform because it's only one cog in sixty-five thousand trains. Right. So it's really, you know, you guys have that stability that, or you know, stability and reach that allows the entire value chain to get. Um, gathered you mentioned you know it works with some other products um open insights are there any other products that this integrates really well with you know if you were to you know a new company were to, to deploy this are there any other products that you would you would like to match with open insights to kind of give you know more of a value yeah so within our within the whole value chain of what we're doing with electronic invoicing and field ticketing of course that's actually working seamlessly there but if you then begin to imagine the Inveris solution stack you know, we have our drilling info and now the RS energy acquisition, um, what they have with um, all the way to our field operations. They're using this all the time from the executive suite all the way to business development, land production, uh, engineers. And so we have all that surface subsurface data with our core and various solutions that are used all across the industry. 
And so, but imagine if you actually take this data for a minute and you said, I wanted to know um, how much it's actually costing me on this well. We know the performance of the well with our core solutions within Drilling Info and RS Energy, but do you know, do you know the associated cost per foot to complete that well and why? One of the questions we had from one of our executives were, I'm getting asked from the street, why are our costs actually higher than our competitors? Um, this solution is only showing them their cost. However, we can also overlay the completion techniques they might be using for that cost, and it might be a more challenging completion or they might be using a more advanced technique that just costs more. And so um, some companies have asked us, hey, can we take a benchmark well? And we know this is the well within this basin that we'd like to be our benchmark. The results are, um, we have those results. We can now overlay those costs to that and, and then show them that. Never before have we been able, has any company really been able to bring that kind of transparency and data together mm -hmm. from operations in the field to the cost side of it and understand how that all fits together. Oh man, that is just stunning. Um, I mean, when you sit back and kind of go, uh, all right, now, how do you integrate into accounting systems? Because everybody has everything from SAP to, yeah. you know, you, you, you've integrated this way. How do you integrate that way? Well, the beauty is on Open Insights, you don't need to. The, um, if you imagine the invoices and the tickets that come in, we already integrate into the accounting systems, whether it's SAP or P2 or Quorum or W Energy or Inertia, a lot of the oil and gas, like Oracle, a lot of the oil and gas accounting systems. That integration already happens. So we do that, we've done that for years. And so um, all these invoices, typically when we bring up a company on our electronic invoicing application, they're at 90% electronic out of the gate um, because there's 50,000 suppliers actively submitting. So we're integrating back and forth with the ERP system on those approvals already. What Open Insights is doing is taking the data that's coming in and then giving that back out to them in a way that's actually meaningful and it doesn't need to use those geo codes or the the major and the minor codes there. You know, I I was sitting here looking at your press release that came out, Chris, and um, been in marketing a lot in my my whole career. And when I was reading those numbers, uh, you had to sit back and kind of go, are these <laughs> ROI numbers uh, from the marketing department or are they real? And after our conversation, I'm kind of getting the feeling that you got some, uh, A, Inverus has got numbers. Uh, you guys know how to do numbers, but I was kind of concerned. Is this a marketing gig number or how do you, how do you go through that? No, one? it's a great question. And you look at it and, and it makes you pause and you're like, wow, is that, is that really possible? Yeah. We met with one executive and, and in fact, um, he looked at the data that we were showing him and it was their data. And his response was, I'd stop everything else you're doing and I would focus on this because this is incredible. In one case, we were showing them what their casing costs were. And, and in this, you know, they were, uh, in fact, I'm looking at the screen right now. Why did it go from $34 to $48 in the span of just a few quarters? And the other suppliers within the same region, we didn't see that same increase. What's going on there? Something's not right. Or pulling up the same basin and looking at nine and five eighths inch casing and saying, Hey, the difference between, you know, $21 and, you know, if you go look at 40 or $38 per foot, why is the why is that so different between these suppliers in the same region? We shouldn't be seeing that kind of variance. And so 
right now, as companies are trying to do supplier um, rationalization, they're trying to they're trying to go from thousands of suppliers to hundreds or several hundred down to a few hundred. Um, this helps you do that, and it helps you really understand who are your best suppliers um, and who do you really want to use through that. Um, companies couldn't really do that before, and even even supply chains had a really difficult time. Um, giving these, you know, equipping the teams with these answers instead of actually trying to go um, manually, again, pulling contracts. But what was happening, they weren't seeing the actual real invoices coming in and seeing that transparency come together. You know, well, thanks for uh, uh, clarifying that because before we got on the call, Michael and I were sitting here going, is that marketing or is that actual dollars? <laughs> it's, well, it's, 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 yeah, no, I just I just got one more question. I think, you know, before we let you go, I think really, you know, you talked about I think one of the big bullet points you had was over, you know, product overpayments, thousands of, you know, that was one thing you mentioned in that marketing report. Is there like one, you know, for someone listening to this, is there one item that you saw that was either wildly overspent or what were some of the things that you were finding when you sit down with these exporters? You know, you just mentioned $38 to 45. I'm sure it's sometimes unique to each operator, but did you find any commonalities between some of the stuff? It's all over the board. That's what we found. And it's really surprising that you would, you would think that the answer would be, yeah, we're seeing it more here than there. What we're seeing, there's never really been transparency for companies to be able to really monitor what's happening. And so what you see is a lot of rogue um, spend happening or, you know, spend um, agreements happening one off. And all of a sudden we're spending more here with this supplier. And it really didn't go through an appropriate approval process or an understanding of, what we're actually paying with other suppliers. Um, we actually, and back to your other question, but it relates to this, as we're engaging with each customer, we're using their data. And so they're able to say, hey, I'm really interested. Um, what would it take to use our data? Well, it's already on our network. It's already flowing through our system. We can say, we'd love to come in and, and you'll actually see your data. So a lot of, while we can't share company specifics, yeah. we can say the examples that we're seeing are actually driven by the real world interactions with real world data. In one case, we saw um, $1.2 million that they were overpaying in just a particular valve, one valve, one particular size. If they would have just rationalized their suppliers, they would have saved $1.2 million. And that's just, and that that was thousands of times over, and so employees, right? It could be a lot, and so if you take that and you extrapolate that out with you know a company, um, you know that has two billion in spend, or it could be even a small company. I mean, this could impact the smaller companies probably even more so than the larger companies. So, you know, Chris, um, thank you very much for your time. Now, there's a couple things that I just want to kind of summarize here. Um, Inverus knows numbers. Uh, I mean, you guys got numbers down. You kind of made sure that you let me know that this was not marketing numbers, that they are actual savings numbers. And for an executive standing there and having another guy sit across the table saying, I can save you millions. I think you pull it out and say, hey, we actually can save you millions. Yeah. Really is pretty darn cool. Yeah, it's been our team when we rolled it out. Um, uh, we I was talking to some of the the account managers and account directors, and and they said, you know, in, in today's environment, companies are obviously hesitant to um, spend additional dollars right now, and that's um, we understand that. We've said, you know, put us to the test. Uh, we said we we'd love to, we'd love to come in and and show you using your data, and and that's kind of the the, the beauty of this is there's over 400 of the top EMPs already using um, Open Invoice. 
And so there's really not a lot of setup. All they have to do is go deploy what we've built for them um, on their data. So that's, that's, I think the coolest part about this whole thing is it's just, it's just yep. like that. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what, Chris, uh, we want to follow up with you again shortly and, uh, and your team and see how this is going, but thank you for stopping by today. And this was really, really educational for us. And we just really appreciate your time. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks guys. Thanks, Michael. Talk thank to you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.